Welcome back to Friday's Favorite Movies. If this is your first time with us on Friday's Favorite Movies, this is a little sidecast we like to do where we explore some of our other favorite movies besides horror, besides our usual content of talking about horror in real life. We'd like to just take a minute to get to know our, our co-hosts and get to know some of their favorite movies. It's, and it's, it's like talking about our kinks. Yeah. But it's really not that kinky. It's just movies that <laughs> it's we It's just like. movies. That, 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 that's really it. Yeah. So today we are going to explore one of Maddie's favorite movies. Maddie, why don't you tell us what movie we will be covering today? Sure. So since um, we, are, we are rounding out February and we've had a really great month um, talking about love and relationships and exes in our sure. last episode. So I picked one of my favorite uh, rom-coms of all time. It's an English movie called Four Weddings and a Funeral. It's very English. It's very English from 1990, <laughs> which is probably why I love it so much, because I, I'm a total Anglophile. Uh, I have to admit, this is the first time I've seen this movie. I don't know how I missed it, because obviously I've known it's in existence. It came yeah. out in 1994, so obviously sure. it was a staple, but... In, but this isn't your first Hugh Grant movie, though, right? No, God, no. Right, okay. Um, I, I think I had this one mixed up with Notting Hill. So Sure. Like, that, I they, they kind of were, I, I could see it in now. my mind, the same. I was like, wait, where's, uh, what's, where's, uh, what's yeah. her face with the lips and the teeth? Oh, um, <laughs> Julia, Julia Roberts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, who are you talking about, even? Instead, we got different teeth with... Andy Listen, McDowell. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Andy McDowell more for sure. Yeah. So why don't you give me uh, a brief synopsis and some of the notable cast of Four Weddings and a Funeral? Sure. So, um, and you know, sometimes folks, we actually do read our synopses um, offline. Not gonna lie to you. This one I actually wrote myself this morning, so I hope, oh I, hope I hope everyone enjoys it. You're in it. for a special treat, right? everybody. Uh, so, yeah, Four Weddings and a Funeral is the story of a group of friends in England experiencing life after university. Their summers are filled, uh, much like a lot of ours, with weddings, uh, so much so that they often don't even remember which is which. It's all fun and games for Charles, who is played by Hugh Grant, until he meets an American named Carrie, who's played by Andy McDowell. Regrettably, we'll talk more about that later. Oh at, and they meet, of course, at, you guessed it, a wedding. Uh, meeting Carrie suddenly makes Charles wonder why he's always going to weddings, but he's never getting married himself. Is it a fear of commitment? Is it just meeting the wrong girl over and over again? Four Weddings and a Funeral takes us through love and loss in a very early 90s England and reminds viewers that they can only define what love and marriage look like to themselves and that they should be entirely authentic about it. That was a very good synopsis. Thank you. And it makes me understand the movie a little bit more. Good. I'm glad I wrote it then. Because it was, um, the movie is a little, uh, just because of the time period that it takes place over sure. and that we're only shown snippets of these people's lives when they're going to events. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard to put together the relationships. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, so he has the roommate. Yeah. Um, uh, Scarlet. Scarlet. Mm -hmm. But at first you're like, who, who is this person? Who are you? Like, who? Yeah. Like, are you a sister? Are you a friend? Right, like, right, right. And we never fully explore that friend group yeah, because it did sure. take me even a minute to understand that the two men were together. Yeah. Like, there, there's just a lot that they we don't get with this movie because it's only yeah. concentrated on uh, event space. You know well, what I mean? It's, it's interesting that, that you said, you know, early on, it, it's very English, and it is very English. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, an English audience watching this in 94, or even now for that matter, would have an implicit understanding of these things. Okay. Um, that probably the writers, um, I wish they would have, because I, I think that there's a lot in there that they could unpack, of course. Yeah. Um, like I would actually almost like to see a prequel to Four Weddings and a Funeral. Or maybe just like another 
another movie where we explore when they're not at these yeah, yeah, events. Sure, sure. Like because you're you're led to believe that they live these lives where they just like set alarms and they never wake up yeah, and no, they don't go to work and right, they're right, always right. late. Well, like, that, that is that is a funny thing that I thought about too. <laughs> watching it again, um, watching it again this morning. I watched it last night too. I've I've watched this movie many many times. Yeah, um, but I was thinking for the first time like, oh, we actually don't know what Charles does for a living. We don't know what anybody does, and we, and we never <laughs> figure that out. Um, but you know, in some ways, like. The events themselves are their own characters. And I mean, they just, you know, titularly they are because mm-hmm. that's, that's the point of the movie. We're going through their lives. Um, we're, we're, we're experiencing life with them based on these milestone events. Sure. And so each one and, and, and each time we go to another one, the friend group changes just a little bit. Yeah, the and dynamic. So, right, right. And it's a, it's a story told in five acts. And uh, the different weddings are Angus and Laura. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. And that's where Charles is the best man. Right. Um, and without then, rings. Without, yeah, without <laughs> rings, which is absolutely hilarious. Uh, and then the second is Bernard, <laughs> Bernard and Lydia. And Bernard and Lydia meet at the wedding of Angus and, uh, yeah. Angus and Laura. That's another thing that's kind of weird about this movie, just to interject for one second, yeah. is that the spaces of time are, are kind very of very rushed. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Like they meet, they, they quote unquote like meet at the wedding and then three months later they're getting married. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, <laughs> let's save, save that okay, thought sure. because let, we, we will definitely come back to that when we talk about Charles and Carrie. Yeah. Um, then the third wedding is Carrie and Hamish in Scotland, which I think is a pretty both funny wedding because it's so Scottish and ridiculous. Yeah. And then also very sad because the fourth act of the story is the death of, uh, of Gareth. And so the fourth act is Gareth's funeral, mm-hmm. uh, and where Matthew gives the incredible uh, uh, W. H. Auden poem, yeah. which is just like heart wrenching. It definitely um, it's beautiful. It saved that part of the movie for me yeah, because sure. at that point I was getting a little bit um, annoyed, just exhausted with the whole the like gay trope kind of thing. That and then also like. Okay, like we get it. You're going to weddings. We get it. Like everyone's joyless. We get it. Like we get it. We get it. We get it. And then that happens, and it's kind of like resets everything for you, and it brings it back down to earth, and it gives it a little bit more uh, heft. You know what I mean? Like things mean more. Well, Gareth's death snaps them back to life. Yeah. And you know, just before Gareth dies, you know, he gives Charles the advice. uh, Well, he gives them all the advice that they all need to go out and find love. Yeah. And that, um, and and he he has a great line that I really love. Um, it actually comes from Shakespeare, but he says, uh, may we all in our dotage be proud to say I was adored once too. Um, and it's a gorgeous line and it makes so much sense because it's so much about the human experience that really all that we want, all that we really want deep in our, in our souls and our hearts is just to be loved uh, and to love other people. Um, and if you shut yourself off from it, which is largely what Charles has, has done and does do, whether that's like a conscious decision or if it's because like he just won't let himself figure it out, which is, yeah. which is what he's doing. He's just he's getting so caught up in here's all my terrible exes. I hear, I'm at a wedding where I'm sitting at a table of all which my exes. Totally does not make sense. At I know. All. Which is it's it's. it's <laughs> I mean, it's but, a, it's hilarious. It's so but funny. It's funny, though. but um, it's just like why? Yeah. Okay, who planned this wedding? Right. And who and, was the person that put him with yeah. all of his exes? And you know, I'm sure for Charles, he must have been thinking after after uh, Gareth died, like, is that is that my future? Is that what I really want for myself? Just mm-hmm. going to sit at these tables for the rest of my life. Um, so meeting Carrie is something so big. Um, and unfortunately with Carrie, things just don't go the way that he wanted them well, to go. Well, she's so flighty. She, she's she like, is flighty. Like, she's so hot and cold and, like, uh, 
just willing to just do whatever in the moment. Carrie, and, Carrie drives me nuts. And yeah. let, let's come back to her okay. right after I talk about the fifth act, okay, sure. which is Charles and Henrietta. Charles and Henrietta, or we also know her as Duckface, because that is how, <laughs> oh, I forget, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas' yeah, character. I can't, yeah. can't think of her name right now. Um, but Kristen Scott Thomas's character calls her Duckface. I, for, I kind of forgot how much I missed her as an actress. I love Kristen Scott me Thomas too. with all of my heart. She plays like... Um, kind of that stone cold bitch totally type of mentality but like still uh, likable right you know what i mean oh, like without a doubt and it's just like perfect if if you want to see what i think is probably her best role on screen ever you should watch the english patient i've seen that yeah uh, yeah, yeah i she's just she's brilliant yeah that. um but anyways um she calls her duck face because uh she's always had a crush on charles for all this time and charles didn't know it until they were at the wedding of uh of carrie and hamish right um, so back to Carrie. Let's talk about her because I love this movie, as you well know. Mm-hmm. But they're like we always say, no movie is a masterpiece, and right. nothing is ever perfect. And this is where the imperfection is for me in this movie <laughs> because Andy McDowell. Um, while I do like her in some other things, she was the worst casting choice for this role. I just she's I, out of control, bad and for it. Their their chemistry is just not there. It's it the chemistry is so fake. Yeah, um, I mean Hugh Hugh Grant is vi- even today is very difficult to not find charming. Yeah, so I I, I think it's um, I struggle a little bit with him in this one. Uh, just yeah. I don't know if it was just because he's so young and not quite like in his prime of acting quite yet, but it's a very different Hugh Grant. Yeah. I just found it. I kind of like when he plays uh, more of like the, the smug type character. Uh, Okay. More than like, like, more like about a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, what was that? Sandra Bullock, two weeks notice or like those kind of movies. I just like him better when he can like play into those characters rather than just trying to be like, the boyish, charming yeah, one, see, you and, know, and that's and that's of, that, that's where I really find him to be at, at my um, my top likability because I, oh, really? I think he's so, so charming in yeah. this that um, like you know if if I would probably be a lot like Chris and Scott Thomas if I had known Charles I would probably be in love with him too yeah and I would probably be even more in love with him because he's unattainable not because of even like his looks or his charm or his hair which I think is ridiculously cute in this movie it's so um, floppy it's so it's so foppy it's, it's wonderful um but I'm like because, even at his own wedding i was like can you not just like put a right, bush through it please right. <laughs> but but mostly because he's just so unaware of himself yeah and sometimes it's not that you find that that someone is unaware of themselves that's not sexy mm-hmm. but when somebody is sort of sexy and they don't even know that they're sexy that's sexy yeah i get it i mean yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um so anyways there's just there's so much uh, let's go back to your annie mcdowell uh argument because i i do think she has some of the more forced lines some of the more and i don't really understand the motivations of her character she because she's not really friends with anybody she just kind of shows up at all these events and she's from america so you're like why are you in Britain so much. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think some of that might honestly just be the writing. Yeah, and, the, I, and, the, I and that's think what that's... I mean with this movie is that there, there's a lot of unnecessary writing in here yeah, that enough. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why it's in there, and maybe there's a longer version of this movie where yeah, it's more explained. But like, even the inclusion of the deaf brother, I'm yeah. like, we never go further into that. It's yeah. just kind of part of it. It's, it's sort of just like a peek into life. Yeah, which, which I think can be kind of fun. Too. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to know these people more. That's the only thing. That's well, I you think know what that. though? I, I think it's actually a really good thing, right? I mean, like, there's, uh, I mean, it's, it's. Um, not maybe a lacking of writing, but it is interesting that you 
you watching this movie for mm-hmm. the first time um, have a genuine interest in wanting to know more. I mean, there's something to be said about that, too. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Um, Carrie, there are some good parts that she has. Um, when she recounts the 33 different lovers that she's had over, yeah, over the course of her of her sexual life, I think that's a really great part. And it's not because it's about sex. It's because it's about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, the tete-a-tete between her and Charles there is one of the most authentic parts of, of the film. Yeah. When he's able to say, like, you know, why why didn't you stick around for me? Um, and, you know, her answer isn't great. And yeah. I think, you know, going back to, you know, what you were saying, like, what are her motivations? I'm not sure that she knows, which is actually sort of like a realistic view of life, I think, too. It's maybe not what we want to see in a movie. Yeah. Uh, but for people at that age, and, you know, in the movie, they're they're younger than we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, at that age, do you really know what you want? And then speaking about the way that people rush into things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just, just thinking about the second wedding, whatever, they're, uh, Bernard and Lydia, they get uh, hitched so soon after. Like three months. And it's just insane. Like, is that really enough time to get to know the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with? (laughs) I mean, on screen from what we see and throughout the rest of the film, it appears that Bernard and Lydia make it. Number one, they definitely have a sexual attraction because the sex scene between them is fucking hilarious at their own wedding. And and Charles is stuck in the closet. (laughs) It was so funny, though, because we were sitting there and I was like, just go. I know. Because he's just kind of like, uh. I know, uh, but it, but it, it would, it, but then we wouldn't, we wouldn't have had the funny moments. Yeah, walking I get out it, With yeah. a toothbrush and saying "found it," yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is just hilarious. But they appear to make it, so you know it's fine. But what's interesting is that you know Charles and Carrie are the only ones in the film that sort of like agree with each other to just sort of let let's let see things how go. things go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else feels the rush to sink their teeth and their claws into this thing called marriage yeah. to have that thing called a wedding mm-hmm. um just to have it just maybe just to have it or because they think they should or mm-hmm. biologically they feel that urge i don't know um there's something to that i think there is something maybe redeemable about that quality between carrie and charles that mm-hmm. we should think yeah. about you know well and we see at the end of the movie that they have a child and yeah sure i mean it, it obviously works they out for say them, i do but... in their own way yeah, it's it is it is so funny that this just falls into kind of the the heyday of the rom com because oh God, totally. we get like the we get like the the scene yeah. where they're in the rain of and they course, have yeah. their like confession yeah. and it's like oh the, I think this is where the Notebook got it I think this is where that movie <laughs> right. got it totally, like, totally you know it's just it's that it's that quintessential we're going to go down and kiss in the rain yeah. and of course Hugh Grant's got to have like a white shirt on right. so you can see through it it's just it's so, it's so a, a rom-com oh totally like staple but can, can we talk about some things that aren't cliched because, sure because yeah. I really think that the uh, the relationship between Matthew and Gareth mm-hmm. is not yeah I had one question about that sure um, um, so I think it's only because of the time that this was made is why we don't get, um, more affection between the two of them. Um, but there was one part that was very off to me and I, I don't know if you, you may have not even seen it, but I, I couldn't quite explain it. Um, he, I think Matthew is the one that is the, the, the one that lives, correct? Yes. Yeah. He comes in to the room at the wedding and he has lipstick on his cheek. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, and he like wipes it off, but I was just like, "Wait, what?" It confused me. I, I think that part was because um, I mean that's also the wedding where Gareth is like dancing with the woman, yeah, and like yeah. he's, he's drinking a lot, yeah, as he always does, but he's drinking even more than before he dies. 
I think it's just them having fun. Okay. And and I think I didn't too, think there was more to it, no, no, but no, I was no, just yeah, like, yeah. what? I huh? and I think too that like you know uh, viewers then understood that these were two gay men. Yeah. Um, they well, I, especially I still, as for an English movie. Right. I mean, I just think that. As an as America, we are a little behind the times exactly. in the in the in the early nineties to that, that accepting wouldn't, that wouldn't like have a in gay like a a true gay couple, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And but, and I think that um, the movie saves the movie saves any sort of like uh, well, it doesn't have any cliches as far as I'm concerned with Matthew and Gareth, but it saves any sort of huge moments of affection for when Gareth is dead. And I think that's that's such a smart choice mm-hmm. because it knew that it didn't have to go into um, either having stereotypical gay people because it didn't, yeah, um, or having like some stereotypical like gay theme that they had to like work through. Instead, we get the weight of their relationship after somebody is dead yeah. and after they're no longer in the space. It was the one interesting thing in that funeral scene that I thought was uh, just. A choice is that mm. when they announce Matthew to come up to do the speech, they call him his friend. Yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, that's so like. I know. Well, you know, I mean, you remember like yeah, when I you do. probably had your first boyfriend or whatever, sure. your your mom or your your dad or whatever would be like, oh, is your is your like quote unquote friend coming over? Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? So sure, it, it yeah. just kind of brought that back in my brain. Yeah. I was like, wow, it's still not where we are today right and you know know, and and uh, and to be honest with you unfortunately in england that is still the same way that it is in a lot of the churches yeah because church of england um is still a a fairly conservative place when it comes to lgbt people um so i i think that they handled that very well and i think obviously you know if if you've never read funeral blues from wh auden you should you should read more of auden because he's so wonderful but matthew's rendition of the poem um reciting it is wonderful he yeah does, that he, was a highlight for me yeah he mm-hmm. does take out one verse from the poem um so you should go read it to get the whole thing because it's not very long at all the other part of the lgbt relationships that we should talk about too is in the end when we see the snapshots of everyone's life after the movie yep and we see matthew with his new husband right so not just like it's not just um a boyfriend like they're clearly shown in context of this film with champagne glasses right. and tuxedos they just got married yeah and if you think back i'm not entirely sure but 94 might have been when civil unions were starting to happen uh, here seems, and there seems right and i and i think that even like hawaii had gotten civil unions hmm. in, in 94 I, I could be very wrong it's something to look back on um, but I, the notion, just the very notion that maybe for us marriage could be a possibility was just starting to happen. Well, I think, and also we were just starting to recover from the AIDS crisis. We, we were just starting to get back into being comfortable being in relationships and not um, being terrified sure. of any sort of sexual encounter. Right. Because I think that was a part of that, especially in the big cities. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, and, I think that's part of it. And something to think about there too is that Gareth is a gay character that does not die of a disease or a, right. well, he, he, he does. Um, he has but, like but a heart, not, it looks like it, it seems to be a heart, heart attack. attack. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, instead of having AIDS or something right. else, it's just, he had a heart attack. Yeah. And that's how it was. No, it wasn't, it was definitely a, a welcomed surprise to see that relationship yeah. shown in that way in a movie that I didn't necessarily think would have it in it. Yeah, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Can we talk about um, Mr. Bean in this film? <laughs> sure. Did you like him? Yeah. I mean, uh, he was. A, I thought that whole wedding scene was pretty funny. I mean, it's it's definitely a highlight of the film. The father, the son, and the holy goat. Yeah. Ghost. <laughs> 
I like how he, the the husband, uh, or the groom, rather, has to keep, like, correcting him. (laughs) Philip. (laughs) That's that's really funny. Um, Yeah, I mean, having Rowan Atkinson in there is is a genius of course especially for an english audience because in 94 they were gaga for mr bean yeah um, as they should have been and so uh that could that i, I can only imagine back then in 94 it must have just skyrocketed the film and, yeah. and helped it to even go to go even further so do you remember and um if you don't that's cool but do you remember if was this a wide release in the u.s was this I do not remember. Or was this something that caught because on caught on later? I definitely, you know what I mean? I definitely didn't see this movie until college. Yeah. So it was a good long while I always, after that was already done. I definitely always remember it being in the zeitgeist. Like, I yeah. always remember it being, like, mentioned. Sure. But I don't... I would. I wonder I don't remember. What, that, what that release looked like. Um, I, I mean, I sort of doubt it was too wide. Yeah, because um, it's... Like we said earlier, it's very british yeah it, well, like, it's very british and it's also like fairly controversial mm-hmm. i mean like not only is there gay stuff in it but there's like there's pretty gratuitous sex scenes for 94 yeah there's a lot of talk about sex um <laughs> and a lot, a lot of, of and a lot of cussing the first words in the movie are oh fuck yeah and then and then after that it's bugger and then it's mm-hmm. fuck 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 and then fuckity fuck like it's just fuck over and over and over again yeah um and so like i i think that very puritanical american ears in the era of george bush you know just had just had an <laughs> the clinton years i think that um they wouldn't have looked very fondly on the on this film i need to make sure that hugh grant can properly set an alarm now yes uh, like let's let's make sure that him and scarlet are taken care of. oh and scarlet <laughs> did you know that she died i did yeah yeah, yeah yeah i think that you mentioned it when we started uh, talking about this but she's so good she died when she was only 33 years old too Gross. from an asthma attack oh that stinks really really sad um did i the guy that she ends up with is I know, Rhett, Rhett, Rhett Butler. <laughs> yeah. um, just, remember, just trying to remember if I forgot to mention anybody else in this film. Give me one second. Um, I don't think so. I mean, there's the, for the majority, I mean, there's the one brother, or I don't even know if he's a brother, but the guy who is kind of like the idiot, like the idiot savant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forget his name, though. I don't know. I mean, he's in so many he's, things. And he's just kind of there. He's not he's like... He's lovable. Yeah, yeah. He's lovable. But... Um, and then, of course, you know, folks, uh, uh, Simon Callow played played Gareth, who's a, a very famous actor, of course. Yeah, no, um, it was interesting going back to this time period. Uh, Wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think a majority of the rom-coms that I've probably am more familiar with are from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. So to go back to maybe one that was a little bit further back, yeah. um, kind of in between that when Harry met Sally and then yeah, kind of the heyday, sure. uh, it was interesting to see um, what we had back then. And... Uh, I'd be interested to hear like what people thought of it back then. Um, you know so I mean? our producer panel, <laughs> our, um, our our peanut gallery back there, just gave us some, actually some stats on the release of the film. Oh, okay. This is pretty interesting. Um, it was the highest grossing British film in history what? at the time. With worldwide box office in excess of $246 million. Seriously? Uh, yeah. And I totally forgot about this. It received uh, a, Oscar noms for Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay. Uh, in addition to this, Grant uh, Hugh Grant won the Golden Globe for Best Actor, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. That's kind of surprising. I mean, I, I guess for us, we were all pretty young yeah. at that time. I'm but trying to think of what else what else came out in, around 94. Well, 93, I think that was like Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah. and, and Lion King. Yeah. Um, 94, I can't remember what came out the year after. I don't know. I mean, and uh, that's sort of part of like film history, right? Like, how do you top the year that you put out Jurassic Park and, and Lion King? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just such a big year for film. God, yeah, that's maybe, really, maybe 94. That's so surprising that American audiences would be ready for this in 94. 
All right. God. There's probably people out there listening right now that are like, um, hello. I was like totally 30 then. Yeah. <laughs> what was wrong with you? Yeah. I can hear their voices right now. We love you. I mean, I was, we love you. We I was, see you. what, 10? I was 12. Yeah. So I mean, maybe 12. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been able to see this movie, but um I'm trying to think of anything else that i thought stood out in this movie um the runtime is a little long for a rom-com yeah. i will say that um there's a lot to pack in in five acts yeah well it's it, and it's quite literally like the title really spells four it out exactly for you yeah. so i it was funny watching it i kind of found myself just because i'm new to the movie i found myself being like okay wedding one is over <laughs> all right wedding two is over <laughs> like i know how many weddings there are gonna be uh the only thing that i was waiting to see is if um the wedding between him and Duckface would that count, or was there going to be? It did count, or was there going to then be another wedding between him and Carrie? But it never well, really happened. Th- you know, that's actually something to think about. We we do, we don't have that resolution. We do see him and Carrie in photos later on with the baby, so right. it is possible that they got married. Well, and you know what? And, and also, you know what? You're allowed Matthew to... and his new person. That's another marriage too. You're you're allowed to exist without getting married. You absolutely like. I'm are. just gonna let you know that right now. You it absolutely does, are. You do not have to marry the person in order for you to solidify a constitution of right. partnership. Well, and, and not to mention too that you know we get our system of law here from England, and right. so common law would be common law marriage. If yeah. you live together long enough, you're married anyway. Yeah, this is how it is. Um, one more thing to mention that I just had on my mind that is slipping away and looking at you <laughs> trying to remember what it is right now. I don't know. Oh, it might go away forever. That's okay. Oh, damn. That's all right. Well, anyway. I forgot it, Andrew. I think that that is four weddings and a funeral. Everyone, I'm really sorry that I forgot that really brilliant thing that I was And I don't know if you also forgot this, but I'm going to come at you with it. And if you don't have one, I will get one. Tell me. Welcome to Podcast Corner. Do you have a podcast that you would like to recommend? If you do not, I can give you one. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be really honest. Um, they're just back from vacation. I just started a new job. I did not remember this part of the show. It's okay. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, let's just go ahead and do one, though. Yeah. So do you want to take this one, and I'll take one for the next one? Yeah, that works. Let's, yeah. let's do that. Go All ahead. right. So I will give you uh, Kim and Ket Stay Alive. Oh, that's maybe. a great one. Yeah. Um, they're a relatively new podcast, I'd say. Uh, just a little bit younger than us, uh, but it's two ladies out of Hollywood, and they basically go through a movie piece by piece and the other person does not know that uh. the does not has never seen the movie and they do kill counts and they basically quiz the other person on what would you do and what uh. do you think the character does to keep you alive throughout the movie you know it's been a so. lot of fun to see um more of the game show type podcasts yeah it's fun come to be and the ladies are super funny they're they super like, relatable they seem like wonderful people yeah. um because i mean honestly like you know w- podcasting is hard to begin with it's not hard it's, it's a challenge it's, yeah. and it's a joyous challenge um, but we just talk about stuff. Yeah. Like having to come up with a game every episode and have, and have guests on and really like get very intricate about things. That is a mega challenge. So to all of you doing it, our hats are off to you. Yes. Because we know how hard that is. All right. So we're going to take a break and play Kim and Ket Stay Alive Maybe promo. Hey, you looking for a horror movie comedy podcast with a twist? Well, this is Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe? So each week, one of us picks a horror movie and tells it to the other. Breaking it down and at key points, giving the other a chance to say what they would do to stay alive. Ah, and I was like, what? 
we solemnly swear to rarely get the names of characters right. Princess, Principal, Princess Wilkins. <laughs> Princess Wilkins. No, he's Princess Wilkins now, I'm sorry. And to periodically serenade you. It's like my favorite murder and how did this get made had a kid. A weird, spooky kid who laughs inappropriately. No, I hate when people crawl on the ceiling. Well, they're my neighbors. It's, it's Kim, Kim and Kat, Kat Stay Alive. Maybe? Download wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at KK Sam Podcast. Bye. Put a ghost in me. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right. That was Kim and Kat. Isn't that fun? That is so much fun. Yeah, I, I really, I've enjoyed getting caught up on their stuff. I think it's a, a fun little cast that they do, and they're they're gaining popularity pretty quick. So that's cool. Yeah, well, Kim and Kat, we wish you the best. Um, and everyone else, thank you for spending time with us yes. in Fry Guys' favorite movies. Thank you for being with me for one of my favorites. I hope you go watch it if you haven't seen it before. I hope you watch it again if you've seen it many times. And I hope that as we round out February, we talked a lot about love and about relationships and about a whole bunch of whatever in, in connection with that. I just hope that you take some time to love yourself. Because Absolutely. you deserve it and you're really great and we love you. And doggone it, you should love yourself too. <laughs> so that will take us out. Maddie, thank you so much for giving us one of your favorite movies. And we will be, we'll be back next month with one of my favorite movies. Ooh. So stay tuned. Bye-bye. <laughs>